What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and probably a little bit over a month ago, I put out a few draft strategy videos talking about the best draft strategy from different picks. So I had like one through four, five through eight, and then nine through 12. And since, you know, a month has passed since I put out those videos, ADP has changed. There's been some shakeups with some of these top players. I decided that I would go through and I would update those videos. So today I'm going to be talking about the best draft strategy from picks one through four in your fantasy football drafts. I'm going to be talking about some of the best targets you can find in the early rounds. So first three rounds of your drafts, and then I'll be showing you guys four different mock drafts that I did from these pick spots and also on three different platforms. So I mixed it up this time, went ESPN, a couple sleeper drafts, and then uh, Yahoo to close it out. So let's just jump right into it. We're going to start off with some of the targets to be looking at. So I went through, I went on four for four ADP, which is pretty much like a consensus ADP. And these are the players that you can be looking at in round one. Um, Green are the players I love at this price. Yellow, I'd be okay with it. Red, would prefer not to take them here. So starting off, we have Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, Jamar Chase. Those are my top three players. So pretty much if you're drafting those guys 101, 102, 103, I think it's fair. Um, I'd take Jamar Chase over Christian McCaffrey but we're kind of splitting hairs at that point. So I think those guys, all solid picks in the top three. And then when we get to the 104, I don't think there's like a clear cut smash pick at the 104. Um, I have Bijan as my number four player. I've got Eckler at five, uh, Hill at six, Cooper Cup at seven. But I do think there's an argument to be made for all four of those players going fourth overall. So since there's not like a smash pick, I have them all in yellow, but I don't necessarily think any of those guys would be bad picks. Um, I would prefer to not take Kelsey at pick 104. That would not be a pick that I would be super happy with. So that's round one. If you can get one of Jefferson, McCaffrey, Chase, I feel like you're probably in a good spot. Obviously, it's possible those guys go with the first three picks, in which case you just kind of take your best player available out of those like next two running backs and next two wide receivers. Now, moving into round two, um, we've got some decent options here. If Garrett Wilson falls to you at the back end of the second, I think he's a great pick. You can see the two players I have in red here are the quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. I'm just not willing to draft these elite quarterbacks in the top two rounds. If they fall to the third, I'd be willing to take them. You'll see in one of my drafts, I did end up taking one of these elite quarterbacks, but it's because they fell to the third. Just really can't get around to them in the second round. Then we have Jonathan Taylor here. I have him in green. Um, it sounds like he may be able to work out a trade um, you know, to get away from the Colts. Originally, they said they wouldn't trade him. Now they're allowing him to go out, search for a trade. I feel like whatever team would be willing to go out and get him would probably be an upgrade for fantasy. There still seems to be some concern with like his injury, his ankle, may need another surgery, but that could just be leverage to get him moved off the Colts. So I still think there's some risk here with drafting Jonathan Taylor, but if you're going to give me JT at the back end of the second round, I feel like it's a risk that's probably worth taking there. Already talked about Josh Allen. Then we've got Jalen Waddell. I think Jalen Waddell's a great option at the back end of the second. Then we've got Josh Jacobs and Devonta Smith. For Josh Jacobs, it sounds like he is probably going to report before week one, which means you should have him in your lineup early on in the season. I still think the biggest concern with Josh Jacobs is that if he does not get a long-term extension, what is going to stop him from wrapping it up towards the end of the season? This is a concern I still have where the Raiders, like I don't think a lot of people think they're going to be a playoff team week 14, 15. Josh Jacobs has had a good season. He's a little banged up. What is his incentive to continue to play for those next few games when he can just pack it in 
and then try to hit free agency and get a bigger contract. It just doesn't seem like it'd be worth it for him to just play in these meaningless games towards the end of the season. So I still have the concern there. But if you can get a running back one, like a mid-tier RB1 for most of the season and potentially like trade off of him before you really get to that spot, I do think he's definitely an interesting pick here and I'd be fine with it. Devonta Smith, I personally wouldn't love him at the back end of the second, but there are spots where like he could end up kind of being like forced as a pick there. And then Chris Olave, I think Olave is a great option at the back end of the second. Um, He's someone I would take over Devonta Smith. So I do like him there in that range. And then moving into round three, you can see there's a lot of options here that I do like. Jalen Waddell, Josh Jacobs, Devonta Smith, Chris Olave, Mark Andrews, T. Higgins. I think these are all nice picks in round three. Now, in general, I think the 2-3 turn can get a little bit gross on some platforms, some drafts. Like You may not love the combination of players that are there, but in terms of the pool we have, I think these are all fair picks at the 2-3 uh, turn. And then we've got like Najee and Ramondre, who could sneak in that range. Two guys I'm definitely not interested in drafting there in the early third round. So those are some players you can be looking at through the first three rounds. Now let's jump into some mock drafts. So the first mock draft we have is going to be on ESPN. I did debate on just doing all these in sleeper just because it's a lot more visually appealing. Like you have the draft board, you have everything, but I wanted to get some variants going. So we went ESPN. It's going to be PPR scoring, and this is from the one spot. So from the first overall pick, you can see I went Justin Jefferson, added the rounds in here also. So I went Justin Jefferson in round one. Then in round two, we didn't really get any crazy value to fall to us. I went Chris Olave in round uh, two, and then I went Mark Andrews in round three. So I think those are solid picks compared to my rankings, but in terms of like getting falling value, like I don't really think anything crazy happened there. Kind of what I'm talking about where these picks can get a little icky, at the 2-3 turn, but then we have the 4-5 turn, and we get a falling Brees Hall, and then we get Justin Fields at the 5-0-1. So ESPN is a platform where I think their ADP and rankings are a little bit jacked up to the point where I'm very interested in going elite quarterback and elite tight end because I'm confident I can get the depth elsewhere. So you can see we went Mark Andrews, elite tight end, and then we also got elite quarterback in Justin Fields. So then we had the 6-7 turn, I went a wide receiver running back, went Marquise Brown, and then I got J.K. Dobbins. If J.K. Dobbins is going to fall to the seventh round, he's just going to have to be a pick for me. Um, and then Marquise Brown, he was my best wide receiver available there in round six. Then we have round eight, round nine, back-to-back, went Jordan Addison, DeAndre Swift. Big fan of Jordan Addison. To be totally honest, I'm not a huge DeAndre Swift guy, but if he's going to be my running back three and I'm getting him in round nine, I feel like that's a pick I just kind of have to make there. And then you can just see the depth that this team kind of put together. Obviously not super related to picking at the one spot, but just looking at ESPN, there are some crazy values you can get. Elijah Moore, Zach Charbonnet, Jalen Warren, Rashad Bateman, Tank Bigsby, and then wrap it up with uh, Koo and Bengals defense. Um, Also, I'm not sure if I mentioned this. This is a 12-team league. Um, All these are going to be 12-teamers. So I like the way this team played out. I think in terms of picks that are pretty predictable platform by platform, you can see Justin Jefferson, my 101. And then the 2-3 turn, like I said, don't think the value is crazy, but I think in terms of best player available, Olave and Andrews, you know, it works out. So moving over to my second mock draft, this is obviously going to be on sleeper. This was a second pick, PPR scoring. Um, We're going to go two running backs, two wide receivers, two flexes. Forgot to mention on that ESPN draft, it was only one flex. So we're adding a flex here on sleeper. And from the 102, Justin Jefferson goes 101. 
you know, pretty standard. And then Jamar Chase is just my second best ranked player. So I go with him at the 102. I do think you can get into spots where if you don't take CMC there, it's possible that there's just no running back value for you in like two, three. And then if you can't get a falling like Brees Hall or even maybe like Ramondre on certain platforms, and then Damian Pierce isn't there, you can kind of get into a gross spot at the running back position, but that's not what happened here because we got a falling Tony Pollard in the second. If you're going to give me back end of the second round Tony Pollard, that is going to be a smash pick all day long. Then in round three, I went with Mark Andrews. Um, I think this was the last time I took Andrews. I could have taken him in a few more of these, but decided, you know, get some variants going. So Mark Andrews in round three, took him ahead of guys like T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, Jalen Hurts, just like that elite tight end on my roster. Then in round four, went with Christian Watson. At this point, through four rounds or through three rounds, I've got my one stud running back. I'm kind of thinking that this is going to be a hero RB build. Typically don't love the running back options in the mid rounds. So that was kind of my approach. But then we get to round five. I'm never going to lock myself into a certain strategy. And we've got Damian Pierce sitting here. Based on Damian Pierce's usage in their second preseason game, it looks like he is going to be the three-down workhorse on this team. So if you're going to give me like a young, talented three-down workhorse in the fifth round, I'm just going to have to take that value. So Damian Pierce as my running back two locked in. Then we start to hammer the wide receiver positions, go Mike Williams, Marquise Brown, Quinton Johnston in round six through round eight. So we've got wide receivers through the flex and then one solid running back on our bench. Some people may not love the uh, Mike Williams, Quinton Johnston on the same team. I don't really think it's a huge deal. Um, And then we get some running back depth with Khalil Herbert. Seems like Khalil Herbert is going to have the opportunity to lead this backfield to start off the season. Could end up being very valuable. So he is going to be our running back three. We had kind of punted the quarterback position. So I went with uh, Daniel Jones, You may be looking here and thinking that I could have waited on Daniel Jones here in round 11 because the first team had Justin Herbert. I just didn't want to risk it because Daniel Jones was the last guy I had in that tier. If it wasn't Daniel Jones, it was going to be Jared Goff. And I think that fall off was just too significant to risk it. So I did go with Daniel Jones, get Sky Moore in round 11, Jalen Warren round 12, Nico Collins 13, and then Tajay Spears in round 14. So overall, I feel like this turned out pretty well. We have an elite tight end. I think our running backs are solid. Our running back depth is nice. And then our wide receivers are really strong with Chase, Watson, Williams, Brown, Johnston, even Sky Moore, Nico Collins, I think are great depth options. And then our quarterback, Daniel Jones, you know, he was kind of like the last of these fringe QB ones to go, but behind Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones is actually my top quarterback. So I actually love the value I got on him there. So that's going to be from the second pick. Now, moving over to the third pick, this is going to be PPR scoring once again, 12 team, um, and then the same starting lineup, two running backs, two wide receivers, quarterback, tight end, uh, and then two flex options. So at the 103, we saw Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase go with the first two picks. So my next best player available is going to be Christian McCaffrey. We snag him at the 103, and then we're getting into round two. Uh, Pollard was off the board. Some wide receivers like Olave Waddle kind of went earlier than you typically see. So we get a falling Jonathan Taylor. Now, like I said, at the time I'm recording this, Jonathan Taylor has the opportunity to seek out a trade, but nothing is locked in. Um, I doubt that comes together super quickly. So there's still some risk here with Jonathan Taylor. But if you're going to give me the start of CMC and JT in the first two rounds, I'm just going to have to take on the risk there because that is a stacked 
double hero RB start here. So we get into round three. This was the spot where I could have gone with Mark Andrews again. He would have been my best player available, but I just didn't want to take him every single time. So I went with T. Higgins, still a solid wide receiver. If Calvin Ridley didn't go there, I would have gone with uh, Calvin Ridley. Then we get to round four. Late round four, Lamar Jackson is going to be a smash pick for me every time. I think Debo would have been a solid pick here. Um, I think Brees Hall would have been a solid pick here in round five, but I'd already started off with two running backs. So I went with Lamar Jackson in round four, but then we get to round five and we still had Brees Hall falling. I, like I said, I would have taken Brees Hall at the 410 if Lamar wasn't there. If you're going to give me Brees Hall at the 503, even if I already started off with two running backs, thought this was going to be a double hero RB team. There's no way I can pass on Brees Hall here. I think if you're picking in the one through four spots, you will have some opportunities to get Brees Hall falling to you. I'd still be willing to take Brees Hall early to mid fourth round. So getting him four or five turn, I think is a great value. Same thing maybe for Ramondre on uh, different platforms. You know, certain platforms he's kind of pushed down in terms of his ADP. But we go Brees Hall here. He is my third running back. Typically don't have three running backs through five rounds. But if it's going to be McCaffrey, JT, and Brees Hall, I mean, over the second half of the season, these could be three of the top six running backs, which could really just put together a dominant kind of late season push. But then we have to go back to the wide receiver position. So we go Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson. Now we have, um, you know, all our flexes filled out. Eighth round could have hit wide receiver. Um, I kind of like the value on Evan Ingram here. If you're going to give me him in the late eighth round, I think it's fair. Um, and we really still ended up with solid depth. So we go Zay Flowers, Sky Moore, Jamison Williams to wrap up the wide receivers. And then we go uh, Jalen Warren and Jeff Wilson at the running back position. So overall, I mean, our running backs are stacked. Obviously the top three, CMC, JT, Brees Hall. That is a just stacked top three running backs. Great quarterback in Lamar Jackson decent like back end tight end one in Evan Ingram. And then I think our wide receivers, obviously that's probably our weak point because we went strong pretty much everywhere else. But T Higgins, Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson, Zay Flowers, Sky Moore, for how stacked we are elsewhere, I still think that's a decently solid uh, group of wide receivers. So that was from the three pick. And then our final mock draft here, this was on Yahoo. Once again, not a super visually appealing like draft board or anything, but uh, here's the roster, the starting lineup. And then you can see pick by pick. So this was a uh, 12 team league, half point PPR. So a little bit different from the other three. And then similar to ESPN, it was two wide receivers, two running backs, and then one flex. So only one flex option. And then I think like six bench spots. So we had the fourth pick here. We went with Christian McCaffrey. I think the first three picks, it was like Jefferson, Chase. I think Eckler went in front of Christian McCaffrey. So we got McCaffrey at the 104. Then in round two, we get a fallen Garrett Wilson. And then in round three, we were at a spot where all of like my top players were available. I had no top 24 guys. And I think this was the first time in any of these like mock drafts, draft strategy videos, I did take one of the big three quarterbacks in Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts. So I go Josh Allen in round three. It's not something that typically happens, but I just went best player available according to my rankings. So we get Josh Allen there. Then in round four, we get a falling Keenan Allen. Obviously, he's not quite as valuable in half-point PPR, but still someone who I think was a really, really strong value. And at this point, I will say I'm a little bit concerned about my running back two spot, just because obviously with one flex, you don't want to hammer the wide receiver position too much. And on Yahoo, a lot of these running backs do just get way, way pushed up. 
So we go wide receiver again in round five. We get Jerry Judy. He's going to be in our flex. We get Darren Waller in the late round six, which I think was really helpful for us because we have an elite quarterback. I really like Darren Waller. He's my tight end four. So love the pick there. And then in round seven, we get Alvin Kamara to, I guess, fall to us here. Even with a three-game suspension, I'm very solid with taking Alvin Kamara in the seventh round. We go back to hitting the wide receiver position, go Mike Evans round eight, Jahan Dotson round nine. Then we get Zach Charbonnet in round 10, Michael Thomas in round 11, Warren, Tajay Spears at the running back position. And then we get Jake Elliott and uh, the New Orleans Saints as our kicker and defense. So just like with ESPN, you can build some stacked depth on these teams, right? Mike Evans is our wide receiver four. Jahan Dotson is our wide receiver five. Um, You know, Mike Thomas is our wide receiver six. And it's not like we went all in on wide receiver, right? We have an elite quarterback, an elite tight end. We have pretty solid running backs with McCaffrey and Kamara. And then our wide receivers, Garrett Wilson, Keenan Allen, like those are solid one-two options. So I think this was probably one of my favorite drafts. I will just say like, regardless of where you're kind of picking, um, you know, like one through four or anywhere else in the first round, on the ESPN and Yahoo leagues, I do think it's important to get at least one of those elite options, whether it's an elite quarterback or an elite tight end. I just think it allows you to take advantage of like the uh, depth options at other positions in the later rounds. But that's going to wrap it up for all of my mock drafts, picks one through four. Overall, I think this is an okay spot to draft. I think in more casual leagues or casual platforms, it's going to be even better because the value at the 2-3 turn, you'll probably get something nice to fall to you. In more competitive leagues, I do think that 2-3 turn gets a little bit gross, but you know, I still think you have some decent options to fall to in round four. Brees Hall, a guy I would definitely be looking out for. You get some falling quarterbacks, um, like maybe one of those wide receivers falls in Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, stuff like that. But that is going to wrap it up for this one. Uh, Let me know how you guys are feeling about the video. If you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.